0: Weyland Chevrolet Panic Room, Cal and
1: Company on
2: 89X. Happy Wednesday. I am Cal Cagno. You are you, and thank you so much for being here today. We appreciate it. Jillian's rocking the fan this morning. It is so hot in here again.
1: Dude, seriously, I know.
2: How can it be 30 degrees outside and it's 78 degrees in here?
1: Because we work in the best building of all time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Either way, let's talk about you today. Let's talk about you going to see the Vans Warped Tour. We're going to do that at 7.30. I'll have a pair of tickets for you to go see the Vans Warped Tour, July the 21st, at the Palace of Auburn Hills, I Prevail, Silverstein, Anti-Flag, Tooth, Hawthorne Heights, and so many more will be on the show. You'll be going at 7.30 if you're caller 89. Also, don't forget Lumineers in Chicago. That's Cal Company's Tour America trip this week. Lumineers' album, Cleopatra, will be yours for an instant download. We'll give you that when you're caller 89. And also, don't forget, uh, you qualify to go see the Lumineers in Chicago with you, too. Good night last night, Jillian.
1: Yeah. would you do? Anything fun? Uh, I went to Lebanese Grill. That was exciting. I went to Home Depot and... Got some carpet estimate, estimates for uh, my brother's basement that I'm moving into.
2: How expensive can carpet be? I'm so floored by this. How it no can be- pun
1: intended. Oh yeah, good point.
2: Yeah, no, <laughs> but I cannot believe we just got carpeting in our um, in our family room, and I was shocked that like you could get a piece of carpeting that's like two dollars a yard or two dollars a square mm-hmm. foot or whatever. By the time it's installed, you add pad, you add labor, you add this, you add tax. You're like wow. That really skyrocketed. There's a lot more to this than the $2 I started with.
1: So the lowest one that they even offer is called the Hot Shot, and it's $0.57 a square yard. I end up going a little bit up from that. So the one that I picked is 86 cents a yard. I've got about 200 square feet to cover. And with the installation and the padding and everything, it's going to end up being around $700, maybe a little that bit less. That makes you feel
2: good, though, doesn't it? Well. You, again, you started out of 87 cents a square yard or square foot. And you're like, wow, this is going to be pretty cheap. I could
1: put carpet up Wow, walls. <laughs> it's going to be so cheap. And then I'm like, oh, wait a second. Yeah,
2: <laughs> You're like, what do you mean i got to pay for someone to deliver carpet it?
1: Carpet the ceiling. Go ahead. I Yeah, don't do care. whatever. Let's
2: go 70s. <laughs> Is there any way we could have astroturf in there? <laughs> Do you come in green? Yeah, that sucks, dude. I was just going to tell you that I helped a friend um, build something last night, and it took forever. But uh, hey, your your night sounds way worse than mine, so we'll go with yours with the carpeting story. Let's meet today's dumbass. Dumbass! You dumbass! Such a dumbass! You're an ass. Today's dumbass is Nina Hartley. Now, you may not know that name because she's a 58-year-old porn star who's been in the game for 33 years. Now, I say you don't know who that is because she's only going to be in, like, the grandmas of porn
1: or possibly
2: MILF Hunter 9.
1: Well, you don't know what I'm into.
2: That's true. Chris, since you're a porn aficionado, Nina Hartley, do we know that name?
3: Uh, Yes, it rings
2: a bell. um... (laughs) I'm... Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> I think she starts out started out in like more of like the skinamax stuff. You mm-hmm. know what I mean, a little softcore. Now though, when I Googled her name and just put in naked afterwards, it's her peeing. So just be aware that if you're going oh. to go ahead and look for Nina Hartley, uh, whoa, she's yes, going to come you're up. right. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> whoa, is that the first picture? You saw one yep. of the first pictures mm-hmm. you saw, right? Yes. Chris,
1: are okay. you on a work computer? Can you please not show
2: prep, guys? <laughs> this is all about work. <laughs> So the reason she's today's dumbass is not because she's been in the game 33 years or she's 58 years old and loves the porn industry. It's that she says the reason that she is in porn is because porn is all about healing. It's all about touch. And she said she entered the porn industry to heal others through the healing power of touch. Thoughts, Jillian?
1: She is a true American hero. Thank you for your service. What's her name?
2: Nina Hartley, (laughs) which I doubt is even her name.
1: Like, does she know what people do when they watch her art?
2: (laughs) She's peeing in the videos.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And again, can we just go back to this? I got a good feeling when Nina Hartley first started out, she didn't start out by peeing. She probably worked her way up to that. Right. I would love to get into the psyche of this person and talk to her for a second. Because again, she may have good intentions and actually did want to get into the game because she wanted to give people human touch. Probably peeing wasn't on the list of things that she planned on doing
1: I her just, life. I don't understand that whole logic. Is she being serious? Yeah.
2: She's saying it's the power of touch. That's why she got into the game.
1: So, like, I would say maybe massage therapy is the power of healing True. touch. Reiki
2: healers. Yeah,
1: I would say, like, energy healers are maybe. That's reiki. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. But I wouldn't say that. King uh, on video is really probably healing anyone no. it's wow. probably just putting graphic images in people's minds and I would argue you've ever probably heard of Marvin, Gay. Marvin Gaye,
3: Marvin Gay sexual heal- healing guys Oh I, I see healing? Marvin Gaye. Oh. that's good yeah a really good
2: point he did like sexual healing although that song is funny because I think it used to be sexy. But every time that song comes on, it's like brings a smile to my face in a funny way. Like, I'm always like, this song's funny.
1: <laughs> Sexual healing. It's I funny. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake <laughs> up. When it starts
2: out, you're like, yeah, let's make love tonight. Let's do it. you do it right. Live from the Buff
0: Wayland Chevrolet Panic Room, Cal and Company on 89X.
2: It is so low tech. That is genius, what this girl did. Her name is Maggie Archer. She goes to school. She's 20 years old. She's a college student, and she goes to school at Missouri Western State University. And what she did is posted a picture of herself on Tinder. Now, in the picture, she's got on a sweatshirt that's completely oversized, and she's standing in a dorm room that looks very dirty, which is the first thing that pops into my mind is how dirty this girl must be, and she's got on, like, knee-high boots, and all it says on the Tinder profile is send me $5, see what happens, winky face. So she put that out there. She got flooded with money. Guess what happened when you sent her $5? What? She got $5. <laughs> and that's it. This is genius. She made tons of cash. People were like, you know, PayPaling it to her and sending her cash. Not like through the mail or anything like that, just, you know, like PayPal or whatever, just, you know, whatever, person to person or whatever that app is that you can send money back and forth. Yeah, people were sending her money. She was smart enough to know how to do this.
1: Well, she was smart enough to be able to trick guys on Tinder. And I met my boyfriend on Tinder. I'm not talking crap about Tinder. I'm just saying I feel like she is a genius, but this is also easy to do.
2: Of course it's easy. If there's to do. some
1: kind of a promise of a sexual favor or maybe even just a naked picture, I feel like guys will do a lot.
2: I think $5 is a good amount of money and I mean like it's the right amount because you put out there $5 for 5 bucks if I get something a naked picture back,
1: okay, worth it.
2: If I don't that's only 5 bucks,
1: Exactly. But you
2: add it up and you can make a lot of money. Now, it does not say in the story how much money she made overall. So I don't have a final number. Um Her tweet about her doing this was shared 8,000 times, retweeted. So I have a good feeling that a lot of people know about this. But if you're not getting back a nude in return or not getting something of any value to you, this scam, while it's very low-tech and brilliant... Won't last very long.
1: I wonder if I should set up my Tinder profile again and try it.
2: Does it know from Facebook that you're in a relationship?
1: Mm-mm. How does it
2: know that I can't... I, like, I can't be on Tinder, right? Yeah, you can. know You're
1: not supposed to be. But I you- thought the deal
2: was it somehow knew if you were married.
1: Mm, I don't think so. There's plenty of married and engaged and... People with significant others on Tinder.
2: So you have done Tinder a lot. You've said that before. You think it's not a bad app. You met Damon on there. Hopefully this leads to the marriage of the century,
5: (laughs) the wedding of the
2: world, and you can all say that we met on Tinder. That's Mm -hmm. great. Do you think 5 bucks is low? Do you think it's too high? I mean, you know how horny guys get on this, right?
1: I think, like you said, I think $5 is the perfect amount because I think the reason that she was so successful with this is because most guys were like, mm, five bucks, no big deal, and I might get something. And, and if- it
2: never said that she was going to do anything other than see what happens, right?
1: Exactly. So I don't know. I think she's brilliant. <laughs> and unfortunately, I think there's a lot of gullible, horny guys out there.
2: Super horny. Lots of guys out there that just want to get their boner taken care of by someone other than themselves.
1: Yeah, and after having actually been on Tinder and experiencing what it's like... You would not believe some of the opening lines of guys. You would not believe some of the things that guys say or want to do to you. It's pretty disturbing. Do
2: you think it's the Hail Mary that they're just throwing it out there hoping to see what you'll do? Or do you think they legitimately think you're going to get hot and horned up because they say to you, here's the following things I'd like to do to your body?
1: I think both. I think some guys really do think that you're going to get super horned up if they, you know, send you a dick pic or send you like a weird sexual message as an opening line. You know, I've had guys do that too. It's like, whoa, you know.
2: Take it down a notch. I don't want to see your wiener. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Exactly. I'd rather
2: get to know you first. Then I want to see your wiener. <laughs> Cal and
0: Company present Jillian's Celebrity Breakdown.
1: Okay, so a writer posted a column in GQ, and he said that Dave Chappelle's new stand-up Is a huge disappointment. I don't know if you caught this, but he has a couple new specials on Netflix. And he said the reason it was a huge letdown is because our expectations were way too high for his comeback. And Dave Chappelle did not deliver a genius new look at race and society. And I would just like to say, F this guy. I watched the first special, I watched the second special, I thought they were both hilarious and by the way in the first one he opens up with a story about Detroit which is absolutely hilarious
2: I loved the Dave Chappelle Netflix special like I'm shocked that anyone would say anything bad about this considering he's been gone for 10 years he comes back here's the thing I don't want to give away too much about the first one but it kind of feels like during this whole set that he's just sort of up there just kind of just kicking around ideas and just kind of feeling out the crowd then by the end, he ties it all back in with that Bill Cosby thing, which again, I don't want to say too much,
1: Yeah, but he
2: ties it all back in and you realize, holy crap, he had a plan the whole time.
1: He's a genius. Yes. And I really kind of want to watch both of them again because I'm always so fascinated by great stand-up. It's such an amazing art form to me. I... I'm fascinated by people who are great at it. So, if you have not seen the Dave Chappelle specials on Netflix, please watch them. They're hilarious. Yeah. And don't listen to this stupid guy from GQ. Does
2: this guy from GQ love Amy Schumer's new ep- new thing? Because that's stupid. <laughs> right. Can we just talk about that for a second? I it's don't mean so to bad. jump your whole thing.
1: It's so bad.
2: But, like, what happened to Amy Schumer? Like, she used to be very funny. And now, when she opens up a stand up special with, uh, I don't know if you guys her, but in the last year, I got really rich and really famous. It's like, bitch. You're going to go completely down when you start talking like that.
1: Yeah, you know, I had I have my feelings about Amy Schumer, but I went into the special thinking that she would probably have some funny lines. I will say there's a few parts where I found myself I smiled. I was like, "Hmm." Yeah. but I didn't I never laughed dude and a lot of the time I was cringing and I was uncomfortable and it kind of pissed me off yeah. so there's that
2: I'm sure this GQ guy though loves it so there you go <laughs> yeah. kiss my ass watch GQ.
1: Dave don't watch Amy exactly. so there was a Richard Simmons sighting what yes okay now it's alleged we don't know for sure if this is Richard but you can go ahead and find the video for yourself it's on our Twitter uh, at Cal and Co on Twitter um, there's a video that TMZ posted and it's some dude Dude who looks pretty much exactly like Richard Simmons. You really only see him from the side and from the back, leaving a 24 hour fitness in Orange County. He's putting something in his trunk. He gets into his car. He's got the little bit of the froey hair, mm-hmm. but. I will say that the one thing that makes me think it might not be Richard is the fact that he might have a little too much hair, but I don't know. Could be a wig, could be hair transplants, I don't know.
2: Yeah, Richard Simmons reminds me of my grandma, like that has kind of big hair, but you can see right through it.
1: Yeah, and he used to have more, and I know that I've seen like later pictures of him, and his hair just looks a little bit thinner than it does in the video, but... You be the judge. You look at it for yourself on our Twitter, at Callenco.
2: Yeah, check that out for sure. Um, Also, a big uh, thing, our friend Adam Graham wrote a really huge piece for the Detroit News.
1: It's the 30th anniversary of WrestleMania 3, which is absolutely legendary, and there's an oral history that's up on DetroitNews.com, so make sure you check that out, especially if you're a fan of wrestling. It's pretty amazing. Yeah,
2: Adam went around and interviewed a whole bunch of people, including Violin J from ICP, other people who covered it when it was around the first time 30 years ago, fans of wrestling. I mean, dude, this guy worked really hard on it, and he's a good friend of the show. So make sure you check it out on DebtNews.com, Adam Graham's uh, article, An Oral History of WrestleMania three. It's up there right now, DebtNews.com.
0: Live from the Buff Whalen Chevrolet Panic Room, Cowan Company on 89X.
2: So the good news is at 7.30, you can win tickets to see the band's Warped Tour, July 21st at the Palace of Auburn Hills. The bad news is you have to only be caller 89. So 90, 91 doesn't win. 89 does. Also, Calum Company's Tour America this week is all about the Lumineers in Chicago. Qualify to see them with you, too. On June the 3rd at Soldier Field, you can do that coming up at 8 o'clock. 855-298-8999. Those are the numbers you will use. Coming up, a kink that was born in childhood is our Dirty Little Secret today. Interesting. Nature or Nurture, we'll talk about that. And remember, if you've got a dirty little secret, you can always go to ADNXRadio.com and submit it there. But 720, you can't have that because it's locked and loaded.
1: Did you see this? So apparently, Emojis just announced that there's going to be 69 new Emojis coming out with Emoji 5.0. And do you have any guesses as to some of the new things they're going to be releasing? Are
2: they going to finally come out with a wiener? Because I'm so sick of using that eggplant.
1: Unfortunately, no wiener emoji, but we do have a breastfeeding woman emoji. Good. A woman with a headscarf. Good. Steak, a sandwich, and there's tons of other ones. Uh there's vampires, zombies, mer people, bearded men, that one we've all been waiting for, a hedgehog, a zebra, a pretzel. You know, and some of these I really just wonder like why you know yeah like most of them it's like okay I could see like that enhancing a hilarious conversation but some of them like a curling stone is on there you know for like curling like the Olympic like yeah, thing.
2: The, the official sport of Canada did you know that
1: oh well it's weird yeah and it really I is
2: like- <laughs> hockey is not the official no lacrosse, the lacrosse official yeah. sport of Canada oh well lacrosse. same
1: thing curling yeah, lacrosse not, yeah. what's the difference okay
2: so you're a big emoji person how do you feel about this I
1: it's okay. It's pretty cool. I always get excited about these because it's fun for like the first couple of weeks to...
2: You're great with emojis, though, yeah. I will say. <laughs> I, I met you... I'm like
1: a middle school girl with Well, emojis. no, I met you maybe a
2: month a month before you came on the show. We had we had uh, coffee that you bought yourself, which I thought was a little bit weird. That you didn't have <laughs> me buy it, but whatever. <laughs> we met up, and then I was like, you know, texted you and said, hey, good to meet you. And you said, you too, and I think you sent the dancing ladies. Like, I feel like you're always pretty good with the emojis. <laughs> I'm always can count on you when That's I'm texting. That's so you.
1: funny that you remember that. Yeah.
2: No, I remember. Yeah, I remember the whole thing. Because I was like, so oh, weird. my God, I'm going to go meet with this bitch Jillian. <laughs> God. Then my wife- and by
1: the way, the reason I bought my own coffee is because I heard through the grapevine that you were a cheap skate, <laughs> So I wanted to make a good impression. It's
2: true. <laughs> what do you think, though, about guys that use emojis? Because I've heard different things. Like, people say men should not use emojis.
1: I'll be honest with you. I don't think men should use emojis. There's something very feminine about it. Um, but like, there's a few people, uh, guys that I know that do use them and I think it's funny, but like one of them is my friend who's gay and like, he's really good at it and, yeah. the, and it's fine to me, but like, and like, sometimes when my boyfriend uses them, it's funny, but like when guys overuse emojis, there is something a little, it's like a turn off.
2: A friend of mine uses so many emojis. Like she just is on fire with them. Right? Like, so she'll send me a text and we'll have like, we'll be like, Hey, can't wait to hang with you this weekend or can't wait to do this. And then they'll have, then she'll have. 20 emojis like I'm not even joking and so one time I tried to like get in on the game by sending (laughs) back like 15 different ones but I went full random like I was just like okay now I'm gonna put the crying face then I'm gonna put the one with the
1: sailboat yeah
2: like I'm gonna put them all on there she actually wrote back what does this mean (laughs)
1: Backfire, and I was like,
2: "Oh no! I th- I thought this was
1: uh... I thought this is what the kids were doing. No, no?
2: I thought this was we were just no, gonna put no, Grandpa, emojis.
1: learn how to use. Emojis. I know. So it turns out
2: all of her twenty that she put on there meant something.
1: Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what
2: half of those things even mean."
1: Yeah, like you can try to have a full conversation with emojis. Like have you ever like started typing a word and then the emoji pops up, which is so annoying because it's like even if I want to use the emoji, I still want to type the word. I'm not going to just start writing in hieroglyphics. No one's going to understand what I'm talking about.
2: It's like the 21st century hieroglyphics. They'll look back on this 100 years from now and be like, oh, we had to get an F what They were saying the other thing that I hate about my phone, if we're talking about this for a second, is ducking is the one that always throws up, right? Every time I start writing the F word, it says ducking or duck and I'm like dude no one's typing that I I ducking hate him like no one's saying I ducking hate him I never
1: I never duck like when are there (laughs) how many times in my life are things flying through the air where I I need to duck I don't go to sporting events I I, don't
2: know though how to get rid of it once it comes up like once it like auto fills in I have to
1: go back it's so annoying and then change it so now
2: we can use these new 69 emojis
1: Sweet. I can't
2: wait to, wait to use that breastfeeding app or breastfeeding one on you. I'm going to send it to you.
1: I hope you do. Highly
2: offensive <laughs> if you're not breastfeeding or a woman. Let's go to Florida. So. You can see a picture of Josh Fletcher, Mr. Fletcher, 34. Uh, His mugshot's up on our Twitter. You can see that at Calenco right now. The reason you want to see him is because he looks uh, sort of chilled out, right? He looks maybe just hung out to dry when it comes to the drugs. He was booked on a separate incident on Sunday when they did the usual body cavity search, and they found that he was smuggling 54 antidepressants in his butthole. So, yeah. (laughs) Had him right up in his anus. yeah. So is
1: that why his face looks like that?
2: Well, that's what I was trying to figure out. Do you think that they were in a baggie or do you think he had them in his actual rectum and they were soaking into his intestinal lining?
1: Okay, so judging by his face, and let me just describe his face the best I can. Um, It looks as if you took a prune, (laughs) sat on it for two weeks, put it out in the sun, peed on it, and then put it in your washing machine for like on low for about 30 minutes right that's what his face looks like
2: times that by 100 what yeah said. yeah that's how bad he looks but yeah 54 <laughs> pills in his butthole now they say anus i assume that meant butthole but i guess it's kind of a little bit higher up right it's not truly in his butthole it's just passed on the other side break on through to the other side right you're
1: so good at anatomy
2: was <laughs> well, anus butthole that's the same thing right
1: yeah, dude, it's the same. Like, your butthole is your opening to your anus. Right,
2: exactly. So, it's in his anus. It's not in his butthole.
1: No, they're the same thing, though. I don't even understand why that would be something you would say.
2: Well, I just want to make sure I know where the pills were at? Is this really happening right now? <laughs> I want to know where the pills were.
1: Were they just dangling on the hairs, or how far up were they? You take a look Let's at that guy. examine this. Take
2: a look at that guy. He's clean-shaven back there, guarantee <laughs> it, because he's done unspeakable things with his butthole to get those Xanax. <laughs> he's in bad shape. Live from the Buff Whalen Chevrolet Panic Room,
0: Cow Company, on 89X.
2: Hey, it's time for Dirty Little Secret on Cal and Company. What you're about to hear, of course, comes to us from ADNXradio.com. Hold on to your hats. This one is a lot to wrap your head around. 855-298-8999. That's the number you will use because you're going to want to call in about this dirty little secret. When I was nine, my older stepsister and her friends used to dress me up in female clothes and do my makeup to make me look, quote, unquote, pretty. I'm now 25, and this has developed into a huge cross-dressing kink slash fetish.
1: Wow.
2: Yeah. He's into the kink of the cross dressing now the reason I say it's a little bit a lot to wrap your or a lot to wrap your head around is because wrap your head around <laughs> is because I want to know is the king slash fetish does he want prospective girlfriends, wives whoever to dress him up the same way or does he dress up and that's part of it because those Or are two- does he
1: do it secretly and no one knows because that's how a lot of guys do this too. You know, this cross-dressing thing, um, I, obviously we've heard a lot about it, and one of the things that is common is guys will dress up in their wife's clothes when their wife isn't there, and they'll do it for years.
2: That's true. We do get that one a lot, a, for Dirty Little Secret, about like wearing their wife's panties.
1: Yeah, and Which, the is your never dong, know. But how does
2: your dong fit in a pair of panties? <laughs>
1: Well, whatever. Maybe it comes out the side. Maybe that's part of the excitement. Oh, it I don't, could be. I don't know. Maybe you tuck it. Maybe you do some tape. Oh. I don't know. I've never, I've never encountered that personally. I'm just guessing.
2: 855-298-8999. Anybody got any information about cross-dressing? Because, again, this is today's Dirty Little Secret. When I was nine, my older stepsister and her friends used to dress me up in female clothes and do my makeup and make me look, quote-unquote, pretty. I'm now 25 and have this has developed into a huge cross-dressing kink slash fetish. Does anyone know anything about this? If you do, call us, 855-298-8999. Now, you have younger brothers. Did you do this to them?
1: Uh, I do have three brothers. I remember dressing up my brother, Jerome. Because my other brothers wouldn't really let me, so maybe he's a crossdresser.
2: <laughs> Is he twenty five?
1: Uh, he's twenty six.
2: Maybe he wrote this before his birthday, and we just now got it because it was really slow in the email system.
1: Oh, he finally came out. Yeah, but this doesn't mean that he's gay though? That's the thing that's interesting. No, he came out as a crossdresser. Oh, I see. <clears throat> um,
2: that's the thing that's interesting to me though. I do want to know if this person dresses up. Like you said, goes out in the town. Do they go to, like, gay clubs dressed as a woman? Are they a drag queen? Or is it truly this same thing played out as an adult where it's like, what I want you to do is I want you to dress me up like I'm a young kid and that you're, like, in charge. You get all the control and you dress me up. Make me look pretty.
1: I kind of feel like we don't know enough about this world, so we probably don't... Sound very smart talking about it. Okay, Chris, you know what I mean. Chris,
2: you can get Trample Pet on the phone. I want to talk to him because he's the king of kinks. Uh, Give him a call and see if we can get him to talk about this dirty little secret. I know this is not his secret. Cross dressing is not one of his things, but see if you can get Trample Pet on the phone, and we'll see if we can. Because I think there's a big
1: difference between cross dressing, being a drag queen. Like these are all very different things, as far as what I understand.
2: Right. You I know. think, no, I absolutely agree. I agree 100%. Um, but yeah, we don't really know that much about this lifestyle, so I guess we can only talk about this dirty little secret. What do you give this one on a scale of one time?
1: Um, you know, if he's just cross-dressing and he likes it, I mean, what's the big deal, really? I give it a two. You know, I think it's a little... Uh, bigger of a secret if he's like in a committed relationship and keeps his, keeps it a secret from his partner because I don't think anything like that should be a secret. Um, but really, it's just something that he found that he likes. Who cares? He's not hurting anyone.
2: Right. It is interesting, though, because I always think for some stupid reason that when it comes to a kink, that it's something that like you have deep down inside you that you've always wanted. Where this one almost makes it seem like he learned to like this. I guarantee the first time that his stepsister and her friends dressed him up in clothes and put makeup on him, he probably was like, this is stupid. Mm -hmm. But now it's like rearing back to his childhood as an adult where it's like, well, yeah, actually, I really did like this.
1: Well, I think it's kind of the classic thing where anyone can be born with a propensity towards something. But then maybe there's something that triggers an actual fetish or whatever. So speaking as someone who took one psychology class. There you go. Uh, Psychology one hundred and one at Macomb Community College. I can tell you that makes that's, you an expert. <laughs> that's probably what it is. <laughs> so,
2: yeah, I agree. I think this secret is a probably a seven. I think it's a lot higher than maybe you originally said. Mm-hmm. Um, I do agree, though, that it's going to come in at like a like a nine if you're doing this behind your significant other's back. Right. Um, I would say if you're asking for advice, which this is not an advice segment. Don't tell your older stepsister if she's still in your life that like she brought this out of you <laughs> because she may not be cool with this whole thing. And if you start saying, well, hey, listen, I just want to say thank you because my lifestyle is great now. Thanks to you and what you did when we, you were a kid. She might think, oh, gosh, what have I done? Because right. she might not think it's as cool. Right. But again, like on the kink factor. And again, we got to clap for this person because they found their kink. Um, It's low. You're not hurting anybody.
1: Right. Like, okay, dude, you put a skirt on sometimes when you walk around your house. Like, I've done weirder stuff than that. Yeah. (laughs) I always
2: wonder about people who are cross-dressers who aren't out of the closet about it. And I don't mean that they're gay, but just out of, like, out in the open about it, I should say. Do they have to, like, you know, do you have to go into, like, a women's store and be like, I need a triple X extra large skirt? Because a lot of times men are quite a bit bigger. Mm-hmm. We, you know, they're not all wafy gay guys who are like, you know, weigh 130 pounds. And well, can wear- you
1: know, there's always torrid and the plus size stuff. So there's lots of options. Yeah, for the modern cross-dressing man, the
2: portly gentleman who likes to wear a skirt <laughs> from time to time.
0: Live from the Buff Wayland Chevrolet Panic Room, Cal and Company on 89X.
2: What's the grossest thing you've ever seen at a restaurant? 855-298-8999. That's our phone number. Again, the ground rules are don't use proper names. Like that means don't say McDonald's, don't say Burger King, don't say small cafe you went to. I don't need to get sued. We will drop the call if you start to talk about the name. You can just tell us some fun stuff about it and we'll all get grossed out together. Let's see if we can get Jillian to throw up.
1: I don't want to throw up.
2: But you're the queen of gagging and being like all grossed
1: out. (sighs)
2: Okay. 855-298-8999. The reason I bring this up is because there's a big time popular coffee chain in India where someone spotted cockroaches and other bugs crawling inside the cafe fridge. Now, it seems as though they were trying to hide this behind some menus, so they had put some menus in the way so people couldn't see. Somehow, this woman was able to get her cell phone camera out and start filming. That caused an absolute melee. The people working there tried to punch this woman in the face <coughs> and knock the phone out of her hands so that she couldn't give video of these cockroaches as well as other bugs.
1: Okay, I'm not trying to be an a hole or anything here, but is it that shocking of a thing to I see assumed. cockroaches in a fridge in India? I know
2: I kind of thought all Indian places <laughs> had that. Like overseas, I feel like the whole like anytime you talk about those types of countries, I always think,
1: yeah, you know what? I don't think like that they if seem- this were a coffee shop in San Diego, I'd be like, whoa, I know dude, what? But, but India, I'm, not I'm like, mm, well, I don't know. There's a dirt floor in there too, so um, <laughs> I have though I have seen a cockroach. In a restaurant in the United States of America, more specifically, Macomb Township. I will not say where. Thank you. Uh, there was a cockroach and a Caesar salad, and uh, it almost ruined my life.
2: Did you eat the salad? Were you no, eating? No, it was
1: not my salad, thank God. What'd you do? Uh, almost cried, and then at the time I was working, I had actually served this to someone. Oh. So this was years ago, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I had to take it back to the kitchen and say, uh, hey guys, like I actually had to pick up the bowl with the cockroach in it and bring it back to the kitchen and tell my boss like what happened.
2: It was horrible. Eight five five two nine eight eighty nine ninety nine. Amber, what did you see happen at a restaurant? What's the grossest thing?
4: So at this restaurant there was like an open kitchen so you could see all the way back and the waitress put too much like powdered sugar on some French toast or pancakes. And she blew all over it to spread it out. Oh, blew all over the food to spread all the on, sugar dude. out.
2: Was it your French toast?
4: No, thank God. But I watched it happen, and I was just cringing the whole time. Did you say anything to anyone? No.
1: <laughs> That's is- I'm an a-hole for that. But like, no, you're I was-
4: not. No, you're not an a-hole. You're not
2: because
1: you're just like <laughs> everyone else who doesn't want to be the problem customer, right? <laughs>
2: Right. No, Amber, I totally
1: understand. Yeah, gross.
4: Yeah,
2: blowing on something like it's a birthday candle to spread out powdered sugar, that's disgusting.
1: Even when there's something wrong with my own food, if it's like seriously not even something I ordered, I feel bad sending it back.
2: I saw a waitress one time, and I don't know if this is along the same lines, but somebody had complained that there wasn't enough chocolate in their chocolate milk at the table next to us. Do you have
1: any idea how much I hate that person? Yeah, (laughs) but
2: so they sent it back the waitress took a sip out of the glass with the straw you're kidding me no I watched it happen because she wanted to test the theory if there was enough chocolate in there which at that point dude you're not paying for the milk or the chocolate why do you care that much
1: well but the other thing is too if the, the pers- if the customer tells you there's not enough chocolate in it it's not really at your discretion right it's not your job to decide well I think it is enough chocolate because it's just their opinion so all you do is you take the cup you put more chocolate in it and you say F off you if know what you're I mean? working
2: at a place though that makes their own chocolate milk that's white trash no
1: every place makes no, I
2: want a gallon that's been mixed at the factory.
1: Cal, you don't understand no restaurant in the United States of America buys chocolate milk. I've worked at pretty much every restaurant in the world, yeah, and did. they all have Hershey's syrup and milk, and you have to make it yourself, and Gross. it's my worst nightmare. <laughs>
2: Tim, what did you see at a restaurant? Tim.
1: Hey. Hey, you Tim.
2: Doing,
5: good. Uh, doing good, you don't, Tim. don't
1: feel bad because,
5: uh, you know, I, I'm downriver, and one of my favorite uh, Chinese restaurants yeah, I was sitting there eating my dinner and uh, seen a cockroach. You know, I kind of pushed it off. So then, next thing I know, I'm looking at my my rice and there was a grub in there. So I just, kind of <laughs> practically, I probably put a little you know five dollar tip down and walked out the door.
2: You still tip them, Tim?
0: <laughs> yeah, why not? Look at it Tim. The waitress' fault.
2: That's true. It isn't the waitress's fault. A grub. I know. She's How does
1: not- that even? I
2: know. There's a grub in there. A
1: grub. Don't those live in the ground? The ground.
2: Yeah, they do. They live in the ground. Also, have you ever found hair in food? I have.
1: Oh, yes, I have. It's the
2: worst, especially like, you know, because I have short black hair. Like, my hair is black. It's not brown. It's black. And it's at the most an inch and a half maybe is all around. But when you pull out a blonde hair that's, you know, six, seven, nine inches long. And you just, whoop, you know what I'm You reach in and you pull it out like you would a spaghetti noodle, Stop, and you dude. can feel it going through your mouth. That's disgusting. What did you find in your food, Leanne? What happened?
4: It had nothing to do with the food. My daughter and I were on our way to a concert, and we stopped into a restaurant. It was a Mexican restaurant, and we decided to use the restroom before we went in to eat because we had been on the road. So we go into the restaurant and they're into the, the the restroom and there's a sign on the door that says, please dispose of the toilet paper in the waste bag. To get next what? to the toilet.
2: Oh, that's yeah. that's a, They that's didn't
4: a, want you to put the toilet paper into the toilet. They do that and in Mexico. And unfortunately, as soon as my daughter got into the stall, she's like, mom, I have to do a number two. Oh. And I, I come to find out that apparently in Mexico, this is the thing. Yeah, that that's a thing. In- Mexican restaurants they do
2: this but we were in Michigan. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing Leanne it's actually a bit all over Mexico that's what they do because their plumbing is so bad so that's pretty common to have a waste paper basket next to the toilet including like soiled toilet Ew. paper. They fold it over and stuff It's not as gross as it sounds, but you're absolutely right. That's yeah, a I've great never heard thing of that. Yeah, no, it's a thing. My wife lived in Mexico for two years. Yeah, but
1: uh, the plumbing here. No, exactly.
2: That doesn't mean you should bring that custom over with you. Yeah, There's no reason, Leanne, that you should ever have to put up with that. This poor kid, too. Like, you know what I mean? You're going to a concert. It's like, I got to go number two.
1: Yeah, I know. And, you know, that's already like a horrible feeling when you have to do number two, like in a public place. It's like, oh, crap. And then you find out like you can't even flush it. Ugh.
2: Well, that's the thing. If everyone's in on the same page, it's like, okay, we got to throw it next to there because we can't flush it. Maybe we could cover it up and, you know, in a sort of way that's not disgusting. It smell,
1: though. I can't get over yeah, the, what it probably would be, smells like.
2: Yeah, it's gross. Sarah, what did you see or what did you, uh, what happened to you at a restaurant? So it's actually
4: at a grocery store. I used to okay. work in Delhi, And for about like a week, we were smelling something really gross. So we were just like, oh, it's probably the sewer because we had a drain back there. And so anyway, I was cleaning, like, this pressure machine that would um, vacuum pack bags of, like, leftover deli cuts.
0: Uh
5: Uh-huh.
4: And I moved it, and a bag with, like, old cuts of meat fell, and there was, like, probably 150 maggots in it. (gasps) Oh! (laughs) Oh, no! Yeah. Oh, and it was like a Saturday night. It was just me and like an older wom- woman working, and we had to clean it up. We didn't close the store. It was just like serving customers. Oh, we're cleaning up the maggots. Yeah.
2: And you found the source of that smell. I take it was the maggots eating the rotten meat.
4: Yep. That'll and there was do like, it. like I've never seen so many maggots in a tiny like. It essentially looks like a Ziploc bag.
2: So they were it was yeah. okay, so they were not even in the bag, they were like it was a piece of deli meat that was being devoured by maggots, but it wasn't in a bag they of were, any sort.
4: They were in the bag. Oh god. And but like so I picked up the I had gloves on, obviously, and I picked up the bag and like probably screamed a little bit and they started like coming out of the bag and like spilling onto the <laughs> floor and it was oh. it was a nightmare.
1: Dude, why is maggots one of the grossest things in the whole oh, world? God, why are they so disturbing? Like, they hurt my soul when I see one. Why? Oh,
2: did you, how often? Did you, how, how, how much later did you quit that job?
4: Um, a couple months. I, yeah, I, I would have got out of there. Long. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, I'm it's not my sure. my neighborhood grocery store, so every time I go by the deli, I die a little inside.
2: <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't go back there. Uh, Chris just put on the screen, though, that she worked at the grocery store that's by my house.
3: Yeah, she told me off the air which one. Cause yeah, yeah, I, I'm,
2: yeah, Yeah, don't say the name no, of it. No, I know. Yeah, so and she, yeah,
3: I'm just so grossed out now.
1: Yeah.
2: So you know where she worked. You've been to this store. Have you ever gotten deli meat from this store? Oh yes, many times. Yep. Mm-hmm. Have you ever? Will you ever get deli meat from this store again?
3: Knowing my white trash ass, maybe, <laughs> uh, but maybe not for a while. Not for a while anymore. There not you for go. at
5: least a couple weeks.
3: There you go, <laughs>
2: Alex. What did you see at a restaurant? What's the grossest thing that ever happened to you?
5: I do pest control. I'm on my way oh, to my no. first job right now. A uh, popular chain restaurant, I come in before they open, and I'm pulling wraps uh, out of the fryers they had. And then there were a couple of dead mice behind their fridges. Um, I went to another location of theirs the next day, and I found uh, those cockroaches in the kitchen that we were treating for. Uh, I Name it, ain't a restaurant I've seen it almost every restaurant you're going to go to has some sort of pest problem, and it's just how well they uh, handle it and hide it.
1: Dude, but. so the restaurant where you found rats in the fryers, does that mean that they were frying food in the same oil where a rat's dead body was also located?
5: Oh, no, it just means that the, um, overnight the rats were eating the food around the fryer and they fell in the oil and they couldn't jump out of it. Okay, we get that I, part, Alex,
2: no. but we're saying, do they then drain it, sanitize it, clean it, and then put new oil
5: in or there? Or did they
1: not even realize the rats they, were in there and they were still they cooking? should, but I mean,
5: they could have just should. fired it up and heated that oil up. I didn't oh, ask. I just, my job is to pull the rats out put the bait out.
2: Oh, no. Okay, that's disgusting, Alex. Now I never want to go out to eat I'm again. I'm
1: never going out to eat.
2: Did you hear him seriously, though? He said, any place you go to has a problem.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Pest control. I could have talked to the guy all day, but I don't want to have to hear anything no, more about that. he just that. ruined my life. Ted, what about you? What happened? Don't say the name of the restaurant.
5: Uh, we were we were down in Roseville near a popular barbecue restaurant, and uh, we decided to pop in and have a bite to eat because the other one was too busy. We uh, we drove around behind the, the parking lot, and a big old rat run across the parking lot right in front of us from the dumpster to the store. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> it was D- like 20 D- feet across the parking lot we just slammed on the brakes and sat there and looked at each other like you gotta be kidding yeah
2: you can't go in after you know the rat no, goes we, in to have his meal I
5: think we went somewhere else that was probably equally terrible but it was cool <laughs>
2: yeah thanks for the call Ted we're talking about the worst things you've seen in a restaurant no proper names if you want to join the conversation there is time for you 855-298-8999 are you grossed out by this now that we've heard all of these different things
1: no, I'm really hungry. I <laughs> want to go to the nearest local rat deli. I can't wait.
2: The only thing I will say and I'm not try- I'm not at all trying to give them any sort of pass. But like the last guy Ted talked about, a rat outside by the dumpster. I don't know that you could blame the place for that.
1: I agree because also if you've ever like paid attention walking around Ferndale or Royal Oak, there's a lot of rats around there. Well, they
2: have a lot, a big problem, especially in those two areas, because there's so many restaurants, right? right? So Ferndale especially has a big rat problem because, like I said, there's a food source. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the night, they have to get rid of the food that they didn't eat or that old food or whatever. So they put it out. Well, then, you know, rats sort of have a lovemaking problem because they like to breed and get more and more Ew. and more. Let's go over to you, Trinity. What happened to you?
4: Um, I actually worked in a deli when I lived in Iowa and I was slicing up a ham, lot of was about to slice up a ham to make for some ham salad and I dropped the whole huge thing on the floor and my coworker she just looked at me, she picked it up and she took it to the sink, rinsed it off and said, finish my job.
1: <laughs>
2: wow. Five second rule.
1: Yeah, it was disgusting. <laughs> uh, doesn't surprise me though. I mean a whole leg of ham that's expensive. <laughs> Honestly, no, if that were my Christmas dinner.
4: D- it was like the compressed, like giant cube. What, of yeah, it. Uh,
1: you're thinking.
2: Yeah, I'd love you. To I was do gonna it. say
1: if it was like Easter and it was like our honey baked ham, I'd no, probably. No, do no, no. She
2: worked at a. I think this was one that, like, you know what I mean. The ham is shaped like the the package it came in. It's like got a square, it, right?
1: Got it. Got it. It's a
2: square, and it's in Iowa. Let's go over to you, Josh. Josh, you got the final word. What happened to you at a restaurant?
4: Dude,
5: I was at a uh, a buffet here in Toledo. And uh, we're sitting at the table eating, and this, this cockroach just climbs right down the wall, oh. hops on the table, nibbles the little bowl of ice cream, and then scurries away like it was nothing.
2: Well, you a dessert. What's your problem?
5: Well, you know, I don't want to share my dessert.
1: All right. Well, don't be so selfish, yeah, bro. Yeah, jeez, dude. You're
2: just trying to have a little bit of ice cream, Josh. Lighten up a little bit. I'm Cal. This is Jillian, Chris Question Mark here as well. Someone did a survey About the worst thing a guy can do after sex. Do you want to take a guess at what it is?
1: Mm, The worst thing a guy can do? Fall asleep?
2: No. What women hate the most, or when they were surveyed, said the worst thing that a man can do is brag about their performance. And as a secondary annoyance make the woman's climax all about them like I can't believe I made you do that
0: Mm -hmm.
2: I'm just happy everybody's having a good time but I am not arrogant enough to think that a woman's climax is because of me because a lot of women can have it without you there with you there
1: they'll fake it with you there
2: right But they say bragging is the worst thing that people can do, a guy can do. They say they also found the top reason women fake it in bed is to try to help out a man's ego. I feel
1: like there's a lot of things going on here. I think that as women, we need to take responsibility for some of this. You know what I'm saying? We get annoyed when guys do certain things in the bedroom, but maybe we shouldn't be giving them false egos by doing the whole faking orgasm things. I don't understand why girls do that. And then you want to be shocked when a guy who has no idea what he's doing thinks he's the man in the bedroom? Because I'll tell you right now, there's a lot of guys out there who think that they're like these sexual stallions. And damn right. Not.
2: Yeah, and I think Chris is one of them. <laughs> Chris, be honest. Do you think you're really good at sex? Like, do you think you're a good sex maker?
3: <laughs> uh, there's times where, after we're done, I kind of do pat myself on the back and say, you know what? I had a good game. I performed very, very well. But there's also other times where I think to myself, damn it, I sucked tonight. That poor girl. Ugh. So. Yeah,
2: mix. and I think that's the, the yin and the yang of it all. Like, the good news is that you're smart enough to realize when you don't have your game mm-hmm. going, where I think there's just some guys, and Jillian, you obviously have been on way more dates with guys than I have. No.
1: Dates. <laughs> I'm just
2: saying dates. Okay, let's be honest. You've slept with way more men than I have. You have. either Whether that's one or five, you still slept with more men than me. Right. There are some guys out there, though, that legitimately think, If it didn't go well, wasn't their fault.
1: Yeah, I legitimately had a guy one time say to me, what's wrong with you? Nice. (laughs) I was like, actually, nothing's wrong with me, but you do have motivational posters all over your bedroom walls, and to be honest with you, it's really kind of ruining my mood, buddy.
2: He had what type of, like, hang in there, baby, cat hanging? No,
1: I wish that's what it was. Do you want to know what it actually was? Yeah, I'd love to. It was eight and a half by 11 office paper on microsoft word and he went in he typed um try harder in like 72 font and he put them in every room including like multiple times in like certain rooms it was so weird so i said something about it and i was like What's up with uh, all pieces of paper you have on your walls? And he looked at me like I was crazy. Well, of he course. was like, How dare you? Um, uh, It's a reminder for me to try harder. And I was like, Oh, okay. Did
2: he by chance sell mortgages for a living?
1: No, but he did something even douchier.
2: Can you say on the air or no?
1: He was a DJ.
2: Oh. On the radio? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: that says it. That's I was it. like,
1: You're annoying. So that only happened a couple of times. I. After the first time, I don't know why I tried again, but yeah.
2: And he said, "What's wrong with you?"
1: He said, "What's wrong with me?" Because you know it wasn't happening for me. No, I understand. That was for multiple reasons. It's not because there's something wrong with me. It's because His he small was
3: small dick. Like
1: what you- <laughs> he was weird. He was also one of those guys who like went in really aggressively. Like he just was very aggressive, and I was like, oh, "This isn't really like my yeah. thing." You know what I mean? So I
2: would say even though I would say I'm probably on the lower end of the scale as far as lovers are concerned like I don't think I'm very good at it. I've said that before. <laughs> I've had my moments. Mm-hmm. I've had my moments, but overall I think I'm pretty bad at it. I've been kind of kind of clumsy and awkward and kind of just not real good at it. Don't really read the mood real well. Um I think though you just kind of have to know what, you know, Thinking you're really good at it is the worst thing that you can do.
1: Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with having confidence in the bedroom because I think you need at least a little bit to make it enjoyable for everyone and to enjoy yourself. But I do think that there's a big problem out there of guys who think that they're great. And I really do think that part of it is women's fault because they're the ones who are faking it in bed. And then these guys leave thinking that they're, you know, master splinter. (laughs) And they're not, (laughs) you know.
2: Let's hope to God master splinter never had sex with any woman. Let's hope to God that never happened.
1: Well he was a rat, so that's true. I did read the other day. Where do
2: we see you and I both saw that there's a teenage mutant ninja turtles porno out there?
1: Oh, did you know that? Yeah. how
2: weird. <laughs> Why?
1: I always a kind of a thing for Raphael, though oh, I have well, to there admit you go.
2: It's not bestiality <laughs> if they
0: talk, apparently. Live from the Buff Whalen Chevrolet Panic Room, Cow Company on eighty-nine X.
2: It's Top of Dirty Little Secret. What you're about to hear comes to us from adionxradio.com, but you know that by this point. I'm Cal Cogno. She's Jillian. This is today's Dirty Little Secret. I got pregnant very soon after meeting someone. We dealt with it and got married and have had another baby since. Problem is, I don't really love him, and I'm not attracted to him at all. He's much older than me, and my life with him is not what I pictured for myself. I love the idea of our kids having a complete family, so I pretend to be happy, but... I'm always secretly fantasizing about getting away with getting away from him and this mess that I've made.
1: Wow, that's depressing.
2: Yeah, a couple of secrets there.
1: Yeah, so she's in a marriage that she doesn't want to be in. She married this guy because she got pregnant, and then she got pregnant again. And she doesn't want to be in that situation anymore. But she wants her kids to have a family that's together, and she doesn't know what to do.
2: Yeah, and I don't know that this is exclusive to just this one person. I think there's a lot of people out there that either were young in love and thought, hey, this is a good idea for me to get married with to this person, mm-hmm. or were pregnant and thought, I'm going to make myself an honest woman, so I'm going to go ahead and get married. And once we get married, he's sure to settle down.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: that's not always how it works.
1: It's not how it works, especially when things happen unexpectedly. You're young. You know, my boyfriend, he was married before. He was married. He was? Yeah. I never told you that. I don't know that I knew that. He got married when he was 19 to his high school sweetheart. And they were married, I think, not even a year. Yeah. He ended up deploying, I think, to Afghanistan. And he was in the Marines at the time. And she found a new boyfriend while he was away. Like, it was a whole thing. But, needless to say... You know, he was very young and this is someone that he at the time was in love with and he wanted it to work out. It didn't. And he was really sad when it ended, but obviously things worked out for the best. But my point is, it's easy to make decisions like that, especially when you feel like you're in um, between a rock and a hard place. I mean, he was going to be leaving. They were in love. He thought it was the right thing to do. So did she. Just like this dirty little secret. She got pregnant. She wasn't planning on it. She had really just met this guy. You know, maybe they went on a couple dates and it happens. But I don't think it's the right thing to do to just get married.
2: Okay, but she's already married. She's already got a kid. I know. She's got other kids. Okay, what does she do now?
1: All she did was make the problem worse, like she said. No, I know. But okay, okay,
2: so currently she's sitting there. She's got two kids. She's with a guy who's quite a bit older. She doesn't love. What does she do? If we're playing Dr. Phil for a second, because again, this wasn't supposed to be a Dr. Phil segment, but it turns into when this person is basically saying to us, I hate my life. I want to stay together for the kids, (sighs) which a lot of people do, but I also dream about getting away.
1: I think like, I definitely would want to know more about it to say for sure what I really think you should do, but I think you got to go, man. I don't think you're doing yourself any favors. I understand that you think you're doing the right thing for the kids, but. You might not be. And also, I don't think you're doing this dude any favors who thinks that you're in love with him and you're not.
2: I would say that if the kids are in a situation where you guys are fighting the whole time, it might be better to have two parents who slightly get along enough to exchange kids every other weekend than Mm -hmm. to see them fight all the time. Sometimes it's a better situation than staying together and fighting the whole time in front of them. The thing that I'm gathering from this dirty little secret, and I could be completely wrong, is that the husband, the kids, everyone in her life seems to think that she's happy. She's just not. So I don't know that I would say, you know, go ahead and leave this guy because, hey, life's short. You deserve whatever you want. You made your decisions. However, what I would say maybe, though, is just keep in mind that the grass is always greener. You seem to think that these other people are living the these crazy lifestyles you know it's like every married guy out there right now is thinking the same thing which is like oh man every single guy all they do is get asked every single night they're on tinder they're doing whatever they want when in reality that could be true or it could be that every friday and saturday night they're like crap who am i gonna hang out with now
1: right i'm
2: gonna go to blackfin and maybe try to meet somebody <laughs> i'm gonna you know table for one i'm gonna take a vacation by myself
1: yeah you know there's and- a girl
2: that i knew that was divorced and she said she just like can't go on vacation. I said, why? She said, well, why would I going do? go by myself? I have no one to go with. Good looking girl. Mm-hmm. Can't find someone to be with. She didn't work out with her and her husband. So now she's like, well, table for one.
1: Do you think she regrets getting divorced?
2: Uh, I think he was the one who didn't want to be with her anymore. So I don't really know that it was her decision. Wow. And that's the thing, right? Someone walks in and says they don't want to be with you anymore. There's only so much you can do. You. I heard this story one time about a woman who was like, you know, wrote for, you know, Cosmo or something and said, you know what? My husband walked in and said, hey, I was done with this relationship, done with this marriage. And I told him, no, I'm not giving up on you no matter what. I'm not going to sign those papers. I'm not going to give up on you. And then they ended up staying together. And I remember my wife telling me that story, like, what a great story. I'm thinking, dude, if I walked in this house and said, I want to be done with you, you're just going to tell me no.
1: Uh, Can you
2: imagine that?
1: Dude, no way. I would freak out. I'd be like, dude, fine, leave. I'll go find someone. Good luck. I'll be on Tinder tonight, bitch. What do you give
2: this one on a scale of 1 to 10?
1: Dude, this is for sure a 10. You're basically living a lie. I mean, there's nothing bigger than that.
2: Yes, here's the thing. Don't do something stupid like cheat on your husband and ruin your marriage just because you find some hot young latin, you know, personal cool trainer. Boy. <laughs> at, the, at the gym. Like, just think this out. If that's really something you think your life is not complete unless you're, you know, living some crazy lifestyle, then good. But there is something to be said for a person who, you know what, is there for their kids. And, you know what, maybe wait till they're 18, like my friend's parents who waited till they're 18. Everyone's out of the house. They get divorced. He's gay.
1: Oh, well, hopefully that's, <laughs> hopefully that's not the case. That's.
2: Yeah, that's you didn't see a, that one coming, did you?
1: Nope, that's a. Good one.
2: Don't adjust your radio. That's the soothing sounds of James Blunt. My life is brilliant. What's weird is he starts there and then it stops, and then he says that same line again. I know. Do you think he came in too early?
1: No, I think he's beautiful. My life is
2: brilliant. All right, so this is your beautiful.
1: <laughs>
2: Can you hit it one time?
1: Mm-hmm. Rainbow. No, I want you to
2: see a <laughs> rainbow.
1: I don't know. I don't know the words very well. Um, okay. Believe so, it or not, this isn't my favorite song.
2: She was with another man. <laughs> this song is so bad. I never liked this song. It's really okay, bad. here you ready? Here's your big coming out you ready? Here we go. You're
1: beautiful you beautiful. you beautiful. It's true.
2: Okay, that's all I want to hear out of right, that song. Cool. Okay, so You're Beautiful was the big song, and some may argue the only song from James Blunt. Now, he came out yesterday and said that if you like You're, you're Beautiful, that you're an effing idiot. <laughs> yeah.
1: James Blunt himself thinks you're an idiot if you like that song.
2: Yeah, he says You're Beautiful is not a love song, I'm often misinterpreted as one. Everyone goes. Ah, oh, he's so romantic. You're beautiful is a wedding song. These people are effed up. He went on to explain this song is actually about a guy stalking someone else's girlfriend on the train, which is true.
1: While he's high.
2: Yeah, the, if you listen to the words, there's no interaction between anybody. It's he sees someone on a train. He's effing
1: high,
2: and mm-hmm. he's and he looks at this girl. They make eye contact, and that's it. Mm-hmm. and he wants her to know that she's beautiful. And the sentiment at on the onset is sort of nice, but...
1: But it's a little obsessive, actually. It's really just a guy who saw someone and now is fantasizing about her.
2: Right, exactly.
1: But she's a complete stranger.
2: Now, is that bad, though? Is that bad form by James Blunt to come out after the fact and say, hey, if you like this song, you're absolutely an idiot?
1: Mm, I not can... really. I think it's kind of funny because I feel like... He's kind of um, embraced the fact that he has only one song, and it sucks. And he's like, I know it does, and actually, I wish I never wrote it.
2: (laughs) Because the song Every Breath You Take by The Police, you know that song, right? Every Breath You Take, Every Move You Make, I'll Be Watching You, is a stalker song. Mm -hmm. I've heard Sting talk about it before, that it's a stalker song. Mm -hmm. It's about someone who's going to be watching you.
1: And let me just be honest. In theory, I always, like feel like if I ever had a stalker that's when I know I really made it you know that's when I know like
2: no but
1: in that's only in theory if this were to really happen I wouldn't be very happy about it
2: yeah you don't want someone who's going to be really paying attention to everything that you do no I had an issue years and years and years ago
1: please tell me you had a stalker
2: it was a guy
1: (laughs) of course it was
2: and we had to have the lawyers from the radio station get involved. What
1: did he do? Well, I can't really
2: talk about exactly what happened because I've been told not to. In fact, I'm probably saying more than I should. But he just got a little aggressive with showing up at the station, showing up at my events, calling the station, trying to hang out with me, stuff on Facebook, stuff on Twitter, that it got so bad that they had to, the lawyers had to step in and just say, hey, listen, Mr. Cagno's not interested in being friends with you. While he appreciates you listening to him on the radio, you're not friends with him, but you need to take it down a notch. So
1: you didn't want to be friends with him, huh? No, I didn't. Is that really what he all he wanted? Is well, he- I don't
2: know. I mean, I we you know he didn't try to kill me or anything like that, if that's what you're asking. Thank God. Maybe
1: he will now that he hears us talking about it. Thank you for that. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> See,
2: that's what we're going to go back to now. Now, because you brought that up
1: and Cal, the only reason he wanted to stalk you is because... I don't
2: know, does that count as a true stalker, though?
1: Yeah, it's because you're beautiful. Thank My you. Life His life wasn't very brilliant. He saw you. His love was pure. He just wanted a friendship with you, Cal. Any
2: word on if he was effing high?
1: <laughs> Probably. On <laughs>
2: To play us out, James Bond.
1: <laughs> <Juan>.
2: <laughs> to play us out? What does that, that even mean? We'll do it live. We'll do it live.
1: Of that
5: I'm sure She smiled at me on the subway She was with another man But I won't lose no sleep on that Cause I've got a plan You're beautiful
4: You're beautiful You're beautiful It's true
0: It's time to decide once and for all Is it white trash? Only on Cal and Company
2: It's time to decide if it's white trash. We'll give you a topic. You tell us if it's white trash or not. Your panel of experts, Jillian Riley, 7% white trash. Chris Question Mark, 48% white trash. Me, Cal Cagno, 53% white trash. The most white trash today. I I am. So there you go. (laughs) I don't dare ask why, but I am. Let's go around the horn and figure out the things that we do and the things that you do are, in fact, white trash or not. How about having? A, how about being a guy and having a ponytail? Is it white trash? Jillian, we start with you.
1: Uh, my brother has a ponytail, and yes, it is. <laughs> oh, I agree. It's absolutely
2: white <laughs> trash. Why does your brother have
1: a ponytail? Uh, he bought a Harley and got a tattoo and a ponytail all within like the same month that he broke up with his girlfriend. So yeah. I think he's just going through something. Uh,
2: yeah, he's got some things on his heart and his mind. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't really feel as though the long hair is white trash, but I feel like having it in a ponytail or a man bun, both white trash. What do you say, Chris? Question mark?
3: Yeah, I was just gonna say that long hair past your shoulders—that's okay in my mind. Once you tie it up into a bun or a ponytail, you are <laughs> white trash.
2: Yeah, if you want long hair, have long hair. Why not have it down? Let it flow a little bit.
1: I do want to say it is some on some guys kind of hot though. What okay? the man bun? Yeah, the ponytail or,
2: or the ponytail? The man bun. Okay, okay so you want to do? Okay, so we talked about the ponytail. Let's talk about man bun. Is that white trash, Jillian? We'll start with you.
1: Yes, it's ridiculous. It's douchey, but. Some guys can pull it off. I feel like just the guys who don't know that they can't pull it off just don't know. (laughs) That's the problem.
2: There's a fine line between like the guy who's totally ripped, who wears like shirts that barely fit because he's so strong and has on like yoga pants and the man bun, and then the guy that looks like he does like karate as an adult.
1: Yeah. Uh, Like he looks
2: kind of like a samurai with a man bun. That's the difference. You got to be really good looking to be able to pull it off.
1: Yes. Rugged. Key. Key.
2: If you're not good looking and have on, you know, like I said, sweatpants and a white t-shirt that says, you know, John's Karate, then you should be wearing a man bun. <laughs> Is it white trash? What do you say, Chris? Question mark. Man buns. That's what we're talking about.
3: I agree. And le- Or if you're a professional soccer player, they can get away with it, too. Yes. Other than that, no, you're white trash for a man bun. Yes.
2: Hamburger Helper. Is it white trash? Chris, we start with you.
3: Yeah, this one's a no-brainer. I like Hamburger Helper. It's quick. It's easy. It's tasty but yes white trash very white for the record it
2: wasn't does chris like this that's the not the name of the segment the segment is called Uh, is it white trash (laughs) i don't care what you like or what you don't like but but you are white (laughs) trash well you are white trash for eating it i think it's totally white trash i had hamburger helper i think one time when i was a child i think i might have thrown up in my mouth a little bit Mm -hmm. the whole idea is disgusting that you're going to provide fresh meat and mix it with everything else that's been dehydrated and put in a box, yet people think it's good. It's disgusting. It's White Trash Hamburger Helper. Is it White Trash, Jillian?
1: I also was fed Hamburger Helper once as a child by my parents. I still remember the day. I still remember the flavor. It was beef stroganoff flavor, Hamburger Helper. And to this day, I will never forgive them.
2: I don't know why I can never hear the word stroganoff without thinking of stroking off, beef (laughs) stroking off.
1: Because you're you. Let's talk
2: about Bagel Bites. We're sticking with food for a second with Is It White Trash on Cal and Company. Are Bagel Bites White Trash? What do you say, Jillian?
1: I say they are white trash, but they're delicious, and I would never turn one down, ever. I
2: don't think they're white trash, but I do want to warn everybody who ever eats a bagel bite that you're going to just destroy the roof of your mouth. Every single time I eat bagel bites, I take a bite into it, and it destroys my mouth. The roof of my mouth is then burned for like three weeks, but it's worth it. I agree. Um, I don't think they're white trash, but they're delicious. What do you say? Are they white trash, bagel bites? Chris, what do you say?
3: Because you want to know, I do enjoy bagel bites as well, but they are 100% white trash. Out of the box, white trash, yes.
2: How about not picking up your dog's poop when you go on a walk? That includes pretending (laughs) that you're picking up your dog's poop or also includes having a super small dog that, quote, I don't need to pick up their poop because it just disintegrates. Chris, we'll get to her next. How about oh, you first?
3: Oh, I didn't know that we were going to her. Okay, uh, yes. We're going to go to her last on this one because yeah, I want her to defend herself. Wow. Um, Not only is it white trash, you're a big-time a-hole as well. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, it is not your job nor your duty, pun intended, to decide if your dog's poop is big enough to pick up. If your dog takes a dump on my lawn, pick it up. I have for this one dog in my neighborhood. I don't know who it is or what the dog's name is or anything, but I'm pretty much convinced that either it's a 300-pound man or a 170-pound dog that's taking a dump on my Ew. lawn because there it's piles. And this dog, I want to just meet it because I want to see how big this dog is. This person doesn't pick up their dog's poop ever. I've seen it all over the neighborhood, and we're talking mounds of poop. That's horrible. It's just too big. Yeah. doesn't fit right. in the bag. And I think it's white trash not to pick it up. What do you say, Jillian? Why don't we go to you next?
1: I do think it's white trash. I would like to defend myself by saying I do think that my dog's poop is too small to pick up because it does disintegrate. However, that's only in my own yard. I don't take him for walks and let him go in other people's yards and leave it there. That's fair. But white trash.
2: You're absolutely white trash. How about (laughs) paying your rent with a credit card? Is that white trash? What do you say, Jillian?
1: I didn't even know you could do that. Mm. But you know what? I'm going to actually say this one is not white trash because... Things happen, you know, I'm going to have to pay rent in a couple days and who knows how that's going to work out. So (laughs) I say not white trash.
2: I didn't know you could do it either, um, mostly because I never tried. I think it's desperate times call for desperate measures. If that's the only way you can pay your bills that month, that's one thing. But if you make this a regular habit, that's white trash to pay for your rent with a credit card.
1: But I do want to just add that you are technically still paying your rent, which is way better than not paying it that's so. true
2: that's true chris is it white trash to pay your rent with a credit card
3: yeah i got no problem with this it's 2017 use a credit card for whatever you want like jillian said as long as you're paying your rent you're not white trash
2: one final is it white trash how about buying reduced fight excuse me reduced fat cheese?s it's then eating the whole box in one sitting is that white trash to eat reduced fast fat, fat <laughs> products i can't even say this and then eat all of them what do you say jillian
1: Uh, I do think this is white trash, but it happens to the best of us, including me. I'm kind of the queen of buying health food, like spending the extra money on organic and then going a little too wild with it.
2: (laughs) See, I go wild with every food that I eat. The other day I ate an entire bag, well, three quarters of a bag because my daughter had a couple of them, of those animal cookies that are iced. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not talking about the ones that have like a little bit of flavoring on them to make them sugary. I'm talking they're like pink and white and they look like they've been (gasps) dipped in frosting. So So good. good. (laughs) I ate three quarters of a bag the other day in one sitting.
1: Tell me it was a Costco size bag. No,
2: it was just one from like the regular Kroger. (laughs) And I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, you're an animal. What have you become? (laughs) What is is your problem? Eating an entire box of reduced fat Cheez-Its in one sitting. Is it white trash? Chris, what do you say?
3: I don't think it's white trash. However, it's so stupid because you're defeating the whole purpose of going low fat and then eating ridiculous amounts. So not white trash. You're just an idiot.
2: You know, there's people out there that are like, you know, diet pop is just as bad for you as regular pop. You know, reduced fat is even worse for you because it has a bunch of salt
0: you know, yeah, chemicals. I on know.
1: There. It's also bad to eat an entire bag of flaming hot Cheetos, but that doesn't stop me, does it?
0: Live from
2: the Buff Whalen Chevrolet Panic Room, Cowan Company
0: on 89X.
2: It's a very, very Hail Mary attempt to get laid. A girl gets an Uber. She gets taken home from an event, a party, stops at Taco Bell, and then goes home. The next day, she gets an email from Uber, so she texts the driver because, of course, you have the driver's phone number, or you have a version of the driver's phone number. I still don't really understand that whole thing.
1: I think you have their number, <laughs> I think.
2: Because I've called that number before and been like, hey, where are you at, blah, 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 but I don't think that's their personal number, but that could be wrong. This person sends a text and says, hi, Isaac, this is Roxanne from Uber last night. I got an email that I may have left something in the car. He says, yes, there was a Taco Bell mild packet left in my car. I was wondering if you wanted me to return it. He's trying to hit on her, trying to ask her out. Mm -hmm. It's a Hail Mary. It's sad, but I give the guy kind of some credit for trying to make something happen.
1: It's creative.
2: And when I talked about this story earlier, you said... An Uber driver tried to hit on you?
1: Well, kind of a similar thing happened. He didn't use like the email feature, but he texted me after he dropped me off. So I had called him to make sure that he knew where exactly I was when he picked me up. And then like immediately after he dropped me off, he texted me and he was like, Hey, it's your Uber. And I was like, okay yeah and i didn't know if there was some kind of a problem you know i'm assuming like this girl maybe i left something in the car or whatever um he was like yeah i was just wondering if maybe you wanted to like get dinner sometime i was like oh well <laughs> that's nice but super i super nice i don't think that uh i can do that but thank you for the ride <laughs>
2: Also, I paid you, so I don't even really have to say thank you. I mean, I I say thank you to Uber drivers. Don't get me wrong. Right. Not saying being rude, but at this point, like, he drove you from point A to point B, and you paid him for those services. You don't owe him anything more at that point, even an explanation of why you don't want to go on a date.
1: I know, and I do want to say that, like, obviously it was very flattering, but it's also, like, dude, seriously, like, I don't know. There's something about that that feels a little bit violating in a way. Maybe I'm just being a loser, but it's, like, I don't know. I feel like you should be able to use a service and trust that service with your phone and not worry that you have to then, you know, turn someone down for a date. It's just kind of like.
2: And I can't say I know the answer to the question, but I bet you that's against their policy. Like probably. he probably could have been fired for even contacting you. Probably, Which is why this guy you kind of got to give a little bit of credit to he went through the proper channels
1: right he
2: said you know okay i'm gonna go on the website or i'm gonna go on my phone and say that someone left something in my car which is probably protocol it emails the person they he's not contacting her unsolicited Mm -hmm. but then the fact that he went with a taco bell mild packet as what she forgot something that has zero value Although, to talk about fans like yourself, it has a lot of value not Although,
1: if it's mild sauce, okay.
2: Let's say fire sauce
1: then, yeah, okay.
2: Either way, let's say it's some fire sauce. I see what he's doing. and he can always play it off and like, oh, that's not what I meant. But dude, come on, man.
1: I will say that I actually appreciate his approach much more than my Uber driver hit on situation because in that situation, it's like kind of creative. It's like, Oh, you went through the email, you came up with this little story. Like, it's kind of cute. Like, it almost reminds me of like a romantic comedy or something. Okay,
2: you're really romanticizing this whole thing. <laughs> it's an Uber driver, creepily getting back.
1: No, mine was creepier. This one's kind of cute. I okay. kind of like that one.
2: Well, I don't know that you would like it as much as if you were involved in the whole thing. I don't have many people hit on me. I feel like now I want to be hit on a little
1: bit. Really? Are you yeah, just... a little
2: bit. I want someone to want me and say, oh, you know what? Maybe you left your Taco Bell wrappers in my car.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like whether you've been married for however Ever. long that you've been married or whether you're like me and you, I've been in a relationship for a little while now, it really is a nice feeling. It's a it's a boost to the ego, Can someone sure. please
2: hit on me so I can feel good about myself? If <laughs> you could just email me and tell eight me five that
1: you think... Nine, eight, eight, nine, yeah, nine, nine, just
2: email, tweet in, say that I'm a nice-looking gentleman. That's all I want to hear. Guy, <laughs> girl, I'll take anything right now. <laughs> Anybody who thinks that they want to throw a compliment my way, I could use it today.